Hello, and welcome to the second podcast of Columbus Local. I am Len D'Amico, and, you know, as a small part of the Columbus, Ohio local music community, I've had the great fortune to support, perform, and meet some fabulous musicians and bands over the years. This podcast is intended to provide discussion with some of our great musicians within the Columbus community. Um, Some folks have uh, moved away from Columbus. Others have uh, stayed in Columbus, Ohio. Um, But, uh, you know, where the roots are is where we're going to explore. Um, So it's, you know, hopefully going to provide some insights and introduction, uh, some adventures and some story discussion, an opportunity to get to know some of these great people. Um, And this, this second podcast is no exception to wonderful talent, personality, and uh, just just uber skills. Today we have Mr. Matt, Mr. Matt Sistone. Thank you for joining, Matt. Thank you for having me, Lynn. Uh, it's awesome to see you as always. And, you know, um, when it comes to you, a lot of people know you as one of the finest on the low end, sir. And also, you know, helping, helping other musicians with whether it's uh, live sound reinforcement or uh, lessons, you know, you're you're giving a lot to the community as well as, you know, enjoying yourself. But but from from your perspective, Matt, you know, um, how did this? How did music start for you? Well, I was in high school, uh, about senior year. I uh, would uh, we would leave early, which we weren't allowed to do. But my last couple classes were uh, study hall. So me and a buddy of mine, Gary. Uh, we I'd take him home, and one day he says, "Hey, you want to come in? I got a bass guitar." And <laughs> I thought to myself, "Bass? You know, who cares about the bass?" You know? <laughs> but I still went in because you know it's after school and doing our after school thing. You know what high school kids do. <laughs> but he handed me the bass, and I started playing. I was like, first time I ever touched one actually, and just I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." I, I played a. Rush song. I mean, not like Getty, of course, but I said, this sounds like Rush. I forgot what the song was. And I fell in love with it, like, right then and there. So, uh, you know, uh, I went home, and I told my uh, buddy that lived in my neighborhood, uh, hey, I just played a bass today. I thought it was pretty cool. He goes, hey, I got a friend selling a bass. So, and he lived down the street. uh, So I went over there the next day, which was... Yeah, the very next day, and bought a bass. <laughs> so, rest so you bought a bass. You bought a bass from from a friend. Yeah, he's a who's a big Nashville uh, star now. You know, he plays in Nashville, but he's from Columbus. Very good. Kirk Eberhardt's his name. Very good bassist. Uh, he was practicing with his jazz band. He was high school, and I was like, "Wow, these guys are amazing." And then he took a break and. Showed me the bass, and it was a old little Univox bass, and had a Batman sticker on the headstock, so we call it the Bat Bass. That's so awesome! <laughs> but uh, that was my first bass. So. Oh wow! So Matt, um, not to date ourselves, but maybe we won't say the year. But how, like, how old? How old were you? Well, it was a senior year in high school when I bought it, and uh, so I guess that's 1982. I graduated in '82 from Grove City, so um, and I started playing around with it and. Bought a second base uh, not long after that, so I was already on the move to buy a bunch of equipment, and I'm just finding the base. So you know, that was a that was a cool part. So I bought a nice uh, 
because I think people told me about the Univox being kind of a cheaper bass, but I thought, hey, that's great to start with, but I bought a real bass, a little nicer uh, Fender uh, Precision. So got that used and, uh, you know, just tried out all kinds of basses after that. So, so some, of the, some of the Grove City um, musicians back then, um, was there a local music store or, or how did guys, you know, procure their, uh, their instruments? Grove City didn't really have anything then and they really haven't had anything much, just smaller stores, but choral music was the big thing in Columbus, Ohio, uh, Ziggy Coil, um, uh, and there was others, name escapes me right now, but I always remember Coil. Of course, German Village was, they're still around, Bill Foley, but, uh, we went to Coil a lot. I did, at least I did, and everybody knew about it and talked about Coil and great service. And uh, they're no longer in business, of course, but uh, that was the big thing back then. Well, that's pretty interesting. And Coil, I think, had you know outlets all over, you know, in the suburbs, even exactly. was, which Grove City was one in the Columbus area. It's awesome. So, um, you know, for those that don't know, um, Matt uh, primarily musically is is playing. Um, uh, f fabulous bass with with a couple projects currently i'm going to kind of leapfrog into current day so uh we can place you if we if we don't know who you are i don't know who that might be <laughs> <laughs> but matt what are what are your current projects well just got done with a gig last night from a band a couple buddies of mine were called zone three a three-piece with uh, tommy edwards on the drums me and tommy are teams in a couple bands and tommy's a legend drummer he won't say that himself but i will say that <laughs> and uh jake sadler on guitar and i tell you he's been through some bad health problems and even last week uh he was talking about he's got uh spine problems which is going to get worse unfortunately and he's only in his 40s so he's fighting it big time and he's talking about a big long needle was put in his back last week you know mm -hmm. and here he played last night which you know i would have understood if he canceled the show but he did a fantastic job so that band's a lot of fun we do some covers kind of our own way and the um, big thing right now and we're working real hard with your lady yes she's a part of the band it's called uh, babylon brothers which is steely dan tribute and we're real excited about that project so we got a show coming up may 19th so Hope to see you there. Oh, I'm going to be there. I have yes. a table of, I think, 12. Nice. I think some crazy, like, I think the tables hold 10, but I got extra people. So we, we thought we'd sit on each other's laps. And But I tell you what, I had the good fortune to um, take Beth to, uh, to one of the rehearsals recently. And um, I kind of hung around and, um, wow, what a treat, Matt. What a, what a group of talented folks that are really pulling that together. It's, it's, uh, it's got to be... Um, a, a really um, fulfilling moment for you to kind of see it pull together. How, how, are, you, how are you feeling about Babylon Brothers? Just wonderful. I, you know, Paul, um, who is pretty much the main guy, although he lets me run the show because Paul is that kind of guy. So, And I'm kind of a control freak, so <laughs> in a nice way, I hope. But oh, oh, yeah. He, uh, I met him. At, we played a Jesus Christ Superstar show together. We were the musicians did a little show and um you know we just kept in touch after that he played piano i played bass of course and there's a ton of musicians it was like 17 musicians up there at one time but i kept in touch with paul and uh 
I asked him to join a Fleetwood Mac tribute I was in because we needed a keyboard player. And that kind of fell through, you know, due to just business, you know, just nothing bad about it. But I kept in touch with him when one time uh, our singer couldn't show up for some reason. So Paul showed up and me and the drummer, it was a different drummer, wasn't Tommy. He was the drummer for the Fleetwood Mac. Paul started playing the Steely Dan stuff. I was like, wow. And so I started following along and with the bass parts that I knew at the time, you know, which I learned a lot since. And I was like, Paul, why aren't you doing this? You know, you ought to be, he's singing. He sounded like Donald Fagan. I mean, he, he is a ringer for Fagan, man. It's yeah, and, and he's not the kind to go after it. I said, well, I'm going to push it, you know, again, in a nice way. <laughs> I sound like I'm mean or something. No, but he, he needs to be out there and shown and, and not only that, Elton John, Billy Joel, all the piano stuff to sing, Paul is a showman. And so I'm just so glad that he wants to do this. And every musician in that band that I gathered up is incredible. I'm just so lucky, you know, to be playing with them. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's it's high, high, high quality. And it's um, looking forward to, to May 19th, 2023. Um, May nineteen. I know. Hey, Isn't that their song? Hey oh, okay, there you hey go. <laughs> May nineteen. And so, yeah, that's coming up, and um, we're just really a lot of. There's a lot of buzz about it, Matt, and it's, it's exciting. Yeah. So along, so then that's not all. So that's a that's a heck of a lot of material that um, you know to cover, and it's it's got to be challenging for everyone. But you know, the players are, are up for the task and um, making it happen, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. Uh, aside that aside, you know you're involved in, in other projects. What else are you, do you have going on? Well, as you know, the the Steely Dan is going to be like three different, or maybe four, with the Elton and the Billy Joel. I have a band uh, that most of you know about probably called a Basic Approach, and a Basic spelled with two S's, you know, for play on words, um, and it's just me on bass. And I have about three versions of that. Uh, but lately I've been playing, so you got a basic approach with Nikki uh, on vocals. Nikki Marie, who's in the current QFM house band uh, winners, uh, Radio City. So I'm lucky to have her. Then I do a version with Charles Valentino. And you, I think you know Charles, right? I do. I love Charles. <laughs> From I, Days Gone By. He's and my he plays, man crush. Yeah. And he plays with Lenny and... and Days gone by, but he's also in a Soul Sater Horns band. And sometimes I'll do, if I'm lucky, I get both singers and they harmonize, and it's called a basic approach deluxe. So you got basic approach, basic approach two with Charles, and the basic approach deluxe with all three of us. And um, it's just, uh, uh, you know, it's a challenge for me because I'm doing a lot of stuff on the bass. But Charles has been helping. He started adding ukulele and it's a very unique project, but a lot of fun. We play classic rock, all kinds of stuff. I love those shows. You know, we, we like to, um, if, if we're not gigging, we like to go out. We're not absolutely exhausted from our work weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we don't, we're not gigging. We like to go out. But, but that's one that we always, you know, whether, whether it's Basic Approach with Nikki or Basic Approach 2 or Basic Approach Deluxe. I mean, each of those has their own, you know, flavor of... Um, of uh, delight, I will say, Matt, because the you know you guys are just just awesome to to listen to and you know spend the evening with. Um, so yeah, we we I can attest to uh, to enjoying those shows. They're great. 
Yeah, and that's keeping me pretty busy, but, uh, you know, it's, it's everything I want to do, you know. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. So, um, you know, you're also involved, Matt, in uh, some, some other uh, projects, right? Um, you know, when I say that, you know, I, I, you've, I know for days gone by, we love when you run sound for us. And um, so tell us a little bit about how you got into, to, into you know, sound, um, sound management, sound reinforcement. Well, I've been doing it probably since late 90s. I, uh, um, probably because I'm a cheapskate and I'd be in these bands I say, I'm going to run sell myself. You know, why pay these guys? There's some fantastic sound yeah, up to and this we day. We know you're not saying that, right? Uh, <laughs> there's some, not me. I'm not a fantastic. No, I think you are. Well, I think you're one of the go to guys. There's a but, couple out there. But you got some great people. But uh, I was thinking, well, I have a three piece band or four, whatever the band I had at the time in the late 90s. And I, I started putting together a little PA. And it's just a hodgepodge, and it still is to this day. I mean, I still have a lot of the same stuff, <laughs> old-fashioned, because I'm not good with the modern technology. It's all old, uh, you know, fashion. But um, I just learned as I did a show and threw it together. So I've been doing it like 22 years, and bands started calling me. So I've done your band many times, Lynn, and it's a joy. I mean, you guys are good for not only, you know, get to run sound for a great band but they're also close friends and great guys and again charles sings with me in a, one of the basic or a basic approach so you guys are a blast and i do other bands too and so you need a sound man feel free to call me if you know i'm if i'm available i'll be glad to do it absolutely absolutely so um you know so you said you know i'm gonna kind of jump back to like you know 1982 you got the bat bass. You, you upgraded to a precision a Fender. Um, you know, obviously inspired by Getty Lee. Are there other mm -hmm. other musicians along the way, Matt? That that you um, you know kind of move toward in regard to inspiration? Yeah, I guess at that time it was Getty Lee because I was already listening to him, and then. I found out he's playing bass and singing. That's the most important, <laughs> the crazy thing. And then John Paul Jones. But as you evolve and you learn about other musicians, you know, people will tell you, hey, have you heard this guy? And, you know, I'm still finding people that I'm like blown away by. And I never had, how did I miss this guy? You know, and it helps today when you got YouTube and people say, hey, check this guy out. Wow, you know, this is amazing. Uh, so there's multiple, multiple ones. But, uh, Right at the top of my head, uh, the biggest ones, uh, Stanley Clark, uh, Victor Wooten, amazing, amazing players. Uh, I get my funk style from them, and I'm nowhere near their style, but uh, those guys, I mean, they're like drum machines and bass players at the same time. They're just so incredible. That's what helped build my timing, I think. So, And um, who else? Oh, uh, Les Claypool. Because I got kind of a, if you've heard some of my original stuff, it's I got some weird stuff. I write weird. I would have been probably Frank Zappa's child, you know, because I write weird stuff. And uh, Les tests, you know, he does everything bizarre. I love bizarre. Uh, it's it's crazy stuff. And he and again, he's singing and doing it. So, um, and again, some names are escaping me now, but those are some big ones right there that 
develop myself. Oh, flea, and that's oh, more funk. Flea. But it's my funk. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good jazz funk. I think because I'm too. I play too hard. Well, flea is like that. He flea like hits hard in funks, and I think that's more my style. I try to go after him when I'm doing some funk stuff. Uh, you know. But, yeah, no, so we, and we've seen you in some really awesome band projects so along the way from there, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, where where did all that take you as a as a young guy and up through? You don't have to name all the bands, but I know that you've you've got some kind of famous uh, players that came to town where you were asked no. to come in to to back, you know, be a part of the the backing band, which is re- kind of a cool story. I think it'd be interesting to understand how that came about and, and who all those projects were. Yeah, well, the biggest one, I guess, well, actually, two of them, but uh, is uh, Britney Spears, and that was a weird story because it was 2000, and she was only 18. I think she had one hit, and so everybody started hearing of her, and, you know, I didn't think much about it. I just thought, you know, she's good, you know. Well, somebody, she was supposed to play... Uh, Polaris, or it was called, it was called Polaris back then before they changed to Germaine. And I got a call in February that she gets local musicians to play keyboards, bass, maybe just a couple things. She has her own set guitar player, and um, and the drummer that got asked here used to teach uh, music here in Columbus, um, who's no longer with us, rest in peace, but. He called me, said, hey, you want to do this show? I said, yeah, I've heard of her, you know, I guess. And, um, you know, this is February, six, you know, f- four or five months later, she has a second hit and she really blows up. Oops, I did it. I forget what her second hit. <laughs> she really got bigger and I was like, wow, I got asked to, but nobody's called me. So I thought, okay, I must have fell through. Uh, but I got a call in late August because her show is Labor Day weekend. I think it was the Sunday night. At Polaris, they called me late August. Hey, you still ready to you know play? Man, nobody called me. <laughs> like, okay, I guess they faxed me the music, and you know, like I said, a five year old could play it. It was easy <laughs> stuff. Not cutting our music down, but the bass is fairly simple, so it was real easy. And got to do that show, and you know, it was it was amazing. I mean, when she never met her because you know we keep our own side there at Polaris, and she has her own and. No, you know, didn't really think about meeting her. You know, <laughs> I don't think she cared to meeting us. So, but when she came out, you could have swore God appeared in the building because those little young, I say little kids, young kids were screaming so loud, it sounded like a Beatles concert. <laughs> it was, oh yeah, but it was it was an experience. So that and Billy Joel or Billy Joel, sorry, <laughs> Billy Squire was the oh, other one. That's cool. I wish it was Billy Joel. Uh, he did where he'd come to town by himself and he'd play an acoustic set. He'd sit on a chair and with his glasses and he looks like he's in his living room playing and he'd tell little stories. And the second set, he'd have local musicians play with him, like uh, the set of his songs, his hits. And I got to be a part of that with a couple other local. And that's what he did every town he went to. And that was, that was neat too. So those are the two big things. What, now, what year was Billy Squire approximately? Oh, gosh, remember? that had to be... Because he was big in the, you know. Well, I saw he opened for Queen in 83. That was, I tell you, next to Rush. Uh, Billy Billy Squire, I keep saying Billy Joel, opened for Queen was one of the 
amazing, most amazing shows I ever saw. It's about Freddie Mercury. Come on. <laughs> um, so 83, and he was big through the early 90s. I think it was about mid-90s. I don't remember exactly where he, his music was kind of going away. He went, didn't have any more albums, but he was still playing. So he would do it more solo like that. And he did a couple years of that. So I got lucky to play one show. I would say about Billy, 94, so 95. Billy Squire, yeah. you played with Billy Squire. Did get to talk to him. Very nice guy. Oh, man. So that's really cool. But uh, as far as locally, you know, Sybil. Sybil saw through the 90s to 2000. That was uh, one of the biggest. We we played many, many shows. Um, you know, that's back then. You pay two, three nights and a weekend, you know. And, um, and people in the 80s say they played like five nights a week. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. That makes me tired thinking about that. But we did two or three nights at the same place for like 10, 12 years. Um, Where'd you guys play? Town Pub was one of them, which is still going. They haven't had a band since '90s. We actually played the last time they had a band um, in '93. So that's what that thirty years. Um, and time flies. We'd play. We did Arrows a couple times. I mean, we just, we, we opened for uh, New York. Who Dave Cawthorn was? That's right. We were talking about Dave Cawthorn earlier. So. Me and Lynn are looking at each other, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we love, we're, Mr. Cother. DC so. fans. <laughs> yeah. And um, and played, so the Alrosa was a fun, they played there quite a few times. Did a sure. Rush tribute there, too. We played all Rush, which was cool. But um, a lot of other bars that are defunct now, so there were some cool places back then to play. So that was my 90s and 2000s was Bad Matitude. That was about 10 years. I mean, it seems like decades I was in a band that, and that band was really good, so we had I had some really good musicians. I was fortunate to play with there. So tons of others. I know I'd, this this would be a, like a six hour interview if uh, name all the bands I played. That's with. awesome. <laughs> so you know, at the very beginning, Matt, we we talked about um, you know Mr. Matt, right? <laughs> like like the, you know you're belovedly known as Mr. Matt in in town, and so you know. Where did that come from? Why is it on your license plate on your on your car? You know, it's it's a it's a it's a brand that carries right. So, um, how how did you get the name? Well, I didn't plan it this way, but um, I think it was my original band. I had an original band called Stan S T A N, which stood for Skippy the Atomic Nerd. I mean, it was a crazy band. And we had three Matts in the band. Matt Sutton, who's currently with Fat Dog and oh, for yeah. years, great singer. And Matt Venus on guitar, is a monster. He's and awesome. Me on the bass. And we had a guy named Phil on drums. He wouldn't change his name to Matt, so you know, he, he was fired. I'm just no, kidding. He was Stan. <laughs> no, but Stan, who, but we were called Stan. So I think when everybody say Matt and you have three people looking, we each got a name, so I think when we called Venus, we just called him by his last name. We wouldn't call him Matt. They called me Mr. Matt, so I would know it's me if somebody's you know asking. And we'd call Sutton, I think Maddie sometimes. We'd say Sutton sometimes too, his last name, but it was Maddie. So we each had names, and that like spilled over. And again, I didn't plan this, but Bad Mattitude I was talking about, which you know, name Mattitude had three mats. And that was Matt Bradley on guitar, another monster. Oh, Matt, Matt Brennan on drums, 
So there's two other mats that wasn't even in Stan. And of course, I was a bass player. So that man had three mats. And that's why we call her So Bad Mattitude. And so Mr. Matt kind of helps that, you know, you say Matt and then you have three people looking. You don't want that. You don't want that. So that's, that's where it came from. And it stuck, I guess. So you were Mr. Matt. Mr. Matt, I guess. Love you and love you as Mr. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and it stuck, yeah. So that's, you know, I could be called meaner names, I guess, so. I enjoy that name. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, we all do, man. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. So, um, yeah, we got a lot to look forward to with, with all that. And, you know, and with all that going on and everything that's going on currently, you know, musically, uh, in, in producing music, you're also, uh, the, the fine instructor of, of music um, what, what do you, what kind of music do you teach and, and, um, how, how did that come about? Well, I've been teaching for over 30 years, I guess, and I've got 22 students currently. So, um, from the ages of 11 years old to 74 <laughs> and, uh, it's all different and some are beginners. So I'll take it where they ever start. You know, I might have an intermediate come in and want to, you know, do some chops, you know, learn some stuff and I'll, I'll do whatever they want because I do it at my house. You know, I don't have to pay for a room at a music store. I, if they come to my house, I'm a fairly cheap teacher. People say I should charge more, but I'm not in it for that. Uh, I want, I want to see people learn. So, um, I'll teach pretty much anything. This guy might come over. I want to learn a system of a down song or something. Okay. I'll, I'll write it out. I'd rather teach chops, but Hey, they're paying me, you know, I'll, I'll teach you anything they want. So it's usually beginner to intermediate stuff. Good deal. Yeah. And it's, um, that's gotta be, um, that's gotta be fun because, um, a couple of them have got to kind of come up over the years, right? Um, mm -hmm. do you, do you have any that you've, that you've seen actually, you know, branch out and play live and in, in bands and performance? Yeah, there's a couple, um, trying to think locally, but I do know a couple that, actually went on the road. I saw, and I lost touch with him, but he took lessons for about a year and he was going to Ohio State. So he had to, I think he was early twenties, you know, he's about ready to graduate. So he's probably 23, 20, um, Kenny, I forget his last name. And, um, uh, then I lost touch with him because, you know, school and where he was from, I think he lived in Lima. Um, Next thing I know, I found him on Facebook, and we chatted a little. And he says, oh, you know, and he did this all nonchalantly, like, oh, my band uh, just got signed, and we're going to, you know. And at first you think, I wonder if he's, you know, pulling my leg. He's not the kind of guy to do that. And they were. They were just getting ready to, I'd be all excited about it. He was doing it, like, nonchalantly. They were, like, playing the East Coast at these mid-sized, almost like Newports and stuff, you know? And I was like, I feel good. I feel like I had a little hand in that. And and he did thank me, which made me feel good. Absolutely. I mean, he did it himself. He 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 was motivated, and that's what I try to teach, you know, motivation. Good deal. Absolutely. So, Any yeah. other folks that come to uh, mind? Oh, gosh. Some youngsters, maybe? Well, I'll get some. Yeah, well, I got one... And he's playing, uh, where's he go? Is it Madison Plains? I'm trying to think of, 
school, but he's got a band together, and they sound really good. I could see them playing out soon, but their parents want them to finish school first before they do. That's, that's a good wow. thing. I'd rather, uh, but they're tightening up their stuff, and I told them they were doing some covers, and they had an original. I said, that's pretty neat. The guitar player had a really neat uh, hook to it, and I said, you guys ought to concentrate more on that. I know you... Nothing against covers. I play covers all my life, and I think oh, yeah. it's great. But if you have a chance, try to do both. Explore and to, to use some of that stuff you learn from the cover people, you know, that those styles and melt it into your own stuff. And I heard that, and now they're doing like six or seven songs of their own. I said, man, you know, they want to come to my uh, my studio. I got a little studio, too, so um, and record. So, you know, it all blows up to big things, I hope, you know. Oh, for sure. So I'm proud of him for working in a band and I didn't teach that he, he they do that themselves they need to get along and but but it's um you can't teach that stuff. yeah that, that gets a little crazy but uh in, I'm, I'm excited to report it's him. the same thing oh you're not kidding oh. <laughs> yes sir oh yeah well, that's that's really awesome um and it's got to be uh you know how do you how do you feel when you see some of the, you know some of these Folks move move onward and into the craft. That's a, the uh, I, I posted on Facebook, and you probably saw it. I think a few weeks ago, uh, a girl I teach, thirteen, said eighth grade. I think she's thirteen still. Um, played at her school on a Wednesday night, and I took my lessons off that night and went to see her. I sat with her parents. And she was playing bass, but I remember she was texting me through the day, you know, before we went out there, and she was all nervous. She goes, this will be my first time. And um, I told her the same thing that everybody said, you know, picture everybody out there sitting in their underwear, which, you know, looking at me in my underwear, that'd be scary. But, oh, you know. <laughs> no, but um, she, you know, and she laughed, and she, I think I put her at ease a little, but she played great, and I'm sitting there. I, I was about as proud as her parents, and I saw her dad smile, and, that's just a good feeling, you know, just watching parents enjoy themselves. And, and you know, I felt just as proud, you know, and so it's something I helped with a little bit. And, you know, just a good feeling. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and good for you. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I just, I, uh, I've always admired your, your musicianship, um, but um, just as much as, you know, you're giving heart, you know, you give to the community, you give... <clears throat> excuse me, to others uh, in regard to helping them with their craft. I mean, you've given me some pointers with guitar and, um, you know, certain songs. We've had opportunity to actually play um, at least one time uh, in the last couple of years, uh, you know, acoustic gigs with, with um, uh, some songs that, you know, I was struggling with the parts and there's not any tab out there or any, you know, like, hey, Lanny, it's, you know, it's the, this how that goes i'm like oh man that's so awesome you showed me that because sometimes this stuff's a struggle <clears throat> and and for me you know I, i've never been musically trained and um so i've struggled with with pieces so it's always um it's always good to to, to hear from the masters <laughs> you know some advice but but have you had any formal music training not really um I think, and, and going back to the beginning of why I found bass, um, my cousin, Paul, from Cleveland, 
who's now in New York. He works for Sirius Radio and has met some of the greatest people, by the way, Paul McCartney and <laughs> working oh, wow. for Sirius. But he was a guitar player in a band called Buff and the Hooters in Cleveland. And I was, this is before I found the bass. I'd go watch him play. And, uh, you know, they were really big in Cleveland. They, were, they played a lot of great shows and I was, you know, proud to see him up there. He's singing and playing guitar. And at first I wanted to play guitar and I did, my dad bought me an acoustic and it just, and my buddy Mitch played acoustic too, so we thought we'd play together. Kind of like you talk about you and Dave doing that. Uh, and Mitch was just progressing so much faster, and I was like frustrated, and I thought, I just can't get the hang of it. And uh, so, um, thank God I met Gary, who introduced me to his bass, and the rest is history there. But Paul really, just watching him in a band, is the one that really got the ball rolling for me. I should actually mention that before even what Gary showed me his bass. Those two are hand in hand equal as far as setting me where I am today. So I have to thank Paul. And Paul, he's, he's funny. He's you know, now in New York. He says, don't blame me for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cousin. <laughs> That's so awesome. But, uh, but yeah, that's it. And, you know, recording, I just, I record, man, I'm currently recording, oh, I don't even know their name, Mike Williams on bass, and they do all original. Uh, by the way, I'm going to finish mixing their stuff today. Uh, their stuff's amazing. I just love recording, man, I don't care if it's covers, you know, if it's a demo or originals, that's even better, and I love to hear originals and their ideas, and uh, uh that's one thing I'm keeping busy with right now, too. So if you need any recording done, give me a call. I'm be glad to help in any way, and I'm cheap. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, that's that's really good to know, too. So um, we're probably about ready to wrap up here. Okay. Um, I, if somebody, you know, first of all, um, follow Matt Sistone on, on, on Facebook, right? You yep, know, you, that's mainly Matt's right, always man. posting his shows. He's always posting some, some humor. He's got <laughs> Cats. Fat, fabulous, uh, fabulous sense of humor. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if you like old, uh, uh, Andy Griffith episode, sometimes you'll see a my little favorite. YouTube, uh, video <laughs> post that, you know, you gotta kind of get a chuckle to, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but you know, it, he's a good guy to, to follow on Facebook, uh, very positive uh, content, Thank you, um, musically oriented humor, humor, um, uh, all day long. But, um, so, uh, you can get in touch with Matt in regard to, um, obviously the, the shows that are coming up. The, uh, the projects that he's got going on, but then also, um, you know, if you're interested in, in bass lessons, if you're interested in live sound reinforcement, if you can get on his schedule. Yeah, that's a little hard, but I try to work anybody in I can, the best I can. Because yeah. Mr. Matt Studios is a busy place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, one more, uh, I forgot to mention, I uh, just want to say the Babylon Brothers, uh, you can go to our website at www.babylonbrothers.net, because I think com was used, so I use net there. And the basic approach is www.abasicapproach, remember, basics with two S's, dot com. So if you'd like to check out music and see some pictures, you know, you see my ugly face and get to see Nikki and Charles on there. Uh, go to those websites and uh, you can see where we're playing. 
absolutely check those out. And I, and from what I've heard on the street, I'm not <laughs> going to bust it out here because it's not my place. But there are some one-off projects that are coming up. You know, some uh, uh, that I, that that they say that you're going to play bass in. So we're going to get some guest appearances, I think, here and there. And Matt's looking at me like. Don't say anything because nothing's <laughs> official. <Yeah. laughs> but you know uh, that you'll find out. I think primarily on Facebook, right? Or those or those websites that you mentioned. Yeah, you just have to find the time to make sure we can do it. And just like anything, you know, being as busy as I keep myself, I guess I'd be glad to help anybody out there, best yep. of my ability. Absolutely, and uh, I know that's appreciated by many. You're, you're a great man. You're uh, greatly appreciated, Matt. And it's always a pleasure to hang out with you, um, but also see your performances because it, you, you just, you're just, it's, it's mind blowing your skills um, musically. And um, so thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Lynn. You're doing a wonderful thing for the music community by doing this. And I heard Lars's, uh, for your first podcast with him and, and I'm, you know, uh, overjoyed to be a part of this so uh, thank you for having us and doing this for the local community absolutely thank you all right all right guys have a great day bye